0: and the Japanese series that gave it its inspiration and footage, Super Sentai. I'm Natalie Bridgman.
1: And I'm John McDonough.
0: And if you're interested in supporting the show in any way, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash teach me John, what are we doing today? We are uh, done with
1: our book club. No more reading. Reading is for nerds. We're back to television, except for reading subtitles, because we are watching Super Sentai today. All Super Sentai. Catching up with some old friends. This is G Rangers episode 28 through 31. And you can watch along with us through Shout Factory in the US. They have a channel on Amazon Prime. So it's been a minute with Super Sentai. So we should probably talk about just broadly what's been going on over there.
0: Yeah, it has been a minute. It's been about two months. Is that right? Wow,
1: that's weird.
0: That's weird. Okay.
1: Well, they're dinosaur people who were asleep and now we're awake.
0: Yeah, they're people out of time. There was some family drama between Geki, the red Sentai Guardian, and Barai, the green Sentai Guardian. And they are brothers, but they didn't know... Well. Geki didn't know that, but Burai did, but didn't care?
1: He was just too angry, but he got over that anger and was ready to be nice brothers again. But wouldn't you know it, the uh, guardian of life, Clotho, trapped him in a room and said that you're going to die when this candle burns out. And the only way to keep the candle from burning is to be in this room. So Geki and Burai have not really been able to have a conversation about anything.
0: Right. Because he's always in that weird room. Also, do you remember how many hours that candle was worth, basically? I don't really remember. I think it
1: was 23 at one point, but I don't remember where we are now.
0: It comes up later as a plot point, And I just feel like he did, either he was excellent at time management or there was more than we thought, but I thought it was 30. One of the two. I don't know, but you can look it it's, up if you really want to know. Time
1: is ticking. Does the exact number matter? I don't know. Yeah. Point is, Geki doesn't know about that and maybe one day he'll find out. But I think that's all that we need to tell you about what happened previously. Should we dive into our synopses? Yeah, I think we're good to go. Let's do it.
0: 28, Great Upgrade, Clay Monsters. Dan is working a part-time job at a ramen shop owned by a widowed father and his son, Sinsuke. The Zero Ranger weren't technically allowed to get jobs, but Barza made an exception. He agrees to let the others get jobs too, but reminds them that their fight against Pandora comes first. Dan is struggling to keep up with the fast-paced work, but things get worse when after a strange earthquake, the restaurant is infested with cockroaches. Dan realizes a strange gas in the sewers is attracting the bugs. The owner is despairing, but Dan suspects foul play, especially when two strangely familiar construction workers show up with a very weird-looking, very large associate. Dan tells the others he suspects Bandora, especially because he figured out the workers looked like Topat Bookback. In the middle of the night, Sensuke hears a weird singing from the sewers and, when he goes to investigate, is caught by a large man. Luckily, Dan shows up to save him. Unluckily, the monster throws them both into a cage in the sewer. Dan learns that Bandora and Pleprechaun are digging for Dokita Clay to make better monsters and the gas is a byproduct of the mining. The large man is actually Dora Franca, the first monster created with the Dokita clay. His exceptional strength accidentally pops the cage lock and Dan tries to fight, even morphed, he is no match. But Bandora has all of the clay. She causes a huge earthquake that sends the ramen restaurant hurtling into earth. She rides out on her special clay to take it to the moon. Luckily, the others have arrived and Sensuke and his dad are safe. Even United, they can't take the Dokita Clay monster. Bandora makes Dora Franke giant, and even Daizuzhin can't stop him. They call for Dragon Caesar's help, but Barai is nowhere to be found. How will they get out of this one? To be continued.
1: Episode 29, A Mystery, The Attacking Beast Knight God. Barai is running out of time, but that's not going to keep him from saving his brother. jusoken opening a strange portal to a park just May, though. Dajujin saves the rangers itself by throwing them all, except for Geki, out of their guardian beasts and carrying Geki away. It throws Geki into the same green space as his brother, and Geki finally has the chance to ask why Burai always stays away except for fights. But Barai doesn't want to burden him with the truth. The Guardian Beasts tell the brothers that the only way to get the power to overcome these new monsters is to work together to find the Beast Knight God King Brachion. Pleprechaun creates new, stronger golems with the Dokita Clay. The other G-Ranger are at a loss on where Geki went and how to defeat Dora Franke, but quickly have to jump into battle against these golems. And as Goshi helpfully explains in Pokemon language, Ranger Gun has no effect. Even when Mei manages to destroy a golem with her sword, it reforms into two. They're unable to stop Bookback and Totepath from beginning a secret plan. The brothers reach the swamp where Beast Knight God King Brachion lives and decide to approach a strange altar on a hill, but they're stopped by a rock slide. Beast Knight God King Brachion emerges from the mist to attack. They morph, but still can't get through the assault. Everyone is doing very poorly right now. Geki gives Barai his sword to distract Beast Knight God King Brachion, while Barai gives his brother his shield so that he'll be protected just in case. It's cute. The plan works and Geki gets the powerful new weapons from the altar, the Thunder Slingers. They bring them to the rest of the team who are able to destroy the super powerful golems. But Dora isn't happy so she makes Dora Franke giant again. Dajujun and Dragon sees her head into battle. That doesn't work so they try Gorusion. That's not working either but Barai has an idea. They hop out and combine their Thunder Slingers and Ranger guns into the Ranger Slinger. That does the trick and Franke is weakened enough for Gorusion to graphically impale him. But that just transforms it into a new, grosser form, zombie Franca. Plus, Bookback and Totepat finish what they were doing, building a giant, creepy, magical pillar. Oh no! To be continued!
0: Episode 30, Satan Comes! The Zero Ranger and Barza inspect the pillar. Maze put her hair up so you know things are serious. Barza is stumped, though. They try to dismantle it with Daizuzhin, but the statue fights back. Meanwhile, on the moon, Bandora has been working on the hardest black magic spell for two whole days, risking her life in the process. Lammy and the golems head to Earth to mark a bunch of houses with scary cards. Once marked, Bandora is able to kidnap the children inside by sucking them into reflective surfaces. The Azure Ranger are on the case. Realizing the cards of children who have been taken, they search for other marked houses to prevent further kidnappings but they are too late to stop Bandora from claiming her next victim. Luckily, Barza has found a picture of the cards in the library, and yikes, Bandora is trying to summon Great Satan from Hell. The last step of this spell is sacrificing 13 children. She's already kidnapped 12. If they can stop her from getting number 13, she will die, and the kids will be safe. They find the last child, Yuka, and guard her as she is walking through the park, but Griffizar and Lammy show up to take her. Once they morph, they're able to hold off Bandora's special executives, but Giant and Zombie Franca is another story. Theyusion heads into battle while May stays behind to defend Yuka, but Bandora sneaks up behind her in a pond and successfully steals her away. The kids are all fused into the pillar. Uh-oh. Bandora completes the spell and summons Great Satan who is a giant freaky head. Great Satan begins further empowering Zombie Franca, and Daizuzhin can't get close enough to stop it. They throw the god horn, and Great Satan straight up destroys it. A very gross new monster erupts from Zombie Franca. Satan Franca! Daizuzhin is outmatched. What can the Zero Rangers do to stop Great Satan? To be continued. I'm-
1: Episode 31, Reborn, the Ultimate God. Brian and Dragon Caesar show up to help in the fight, but they're still struggling against Satan Franca. Both Mecha are sprayed with a liquid that will melt metal. They collapse and throw the Sentai into Burai's secret chamber, which FYI I've learned is called the Lapseless Room. Clotho shows up, blows Burai's secret, and finally blissfully explains. Turns out, when Burai was in hibernation, the Ice Age happened, and it caused a rock in his cave, which killed him. Climate change. Daijushin called in a favor with Clotho to bring Bribe back. The only thing that can defeat Great Satan is ultimate Daijushin, and they can only bring Daijushin to his more perfect form with all six G-Ranger. They have to find a way to do so before Daijushin and Dragon Caesar melt. All Clotho says is go north. The people of Japan, specifically some kids at camp, are suffering under poison gas from Great Satan. Geki wants to help them, even though it will slow them down from helping Daijushin. They carry the kids into a nearby cabin, but before they can go for help, Griffithsaur and Lamy attack. They jump into action, including for the first time in a long time, Burai. Geki and Boy run off for help while the others hold the monsters off. Boy returns with a doctor. To keep going north, Geki has to jump off a big waterfall. The others are teleported to him, and they find a magic altar where they must insert their power coins and shout out their duty. We'll talk about this later. It works! Daijujan and Dragon Caesar combine into Jute Daijujan. They use their new finisher, Empire Attack, to destroy Satan Franca with ease. Then they summon Beast Knight God King Brachion and join with it to become Ultimate Daijujan. Grand Banisher! They blast Great Satan out of the sky. All the various children are okay, the team is more united than ever.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. This was a this was a big a big set of episodes.
0: Yeah, a lot happened. But first, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't say congratulations for how many times you said Beast Knight God King Brachion correctly.
1: Of course, yeah. of course. It's my favorite thing about it is that they always refer to it as Beast Knight God King Brachian.
0: <laughs> yes, and so did you.
1: I, I, it's the only thing we can do. <laughs> and I love Beast Knight God King Brachian and I'm going to put some respect on his name. Fair enough. This was a really fun set of episodes. It was like so nice to be back with this team and like the thing I think they do really well, which is like the plot machinations. Yeah,
0: it's like a very like team focused set of episodes. Like the whole thing is like, how do we work together to solve problems in like the best way?
1: But also one of those problems is Satan, which is
0: the listen, other best thing. Listen, I have some notes. I have some theology notes written down.
1: There's a lot to talk about with Satan. But before we get to Satan, we have to go through Dora Franke's first appearance yeah. and the importance of getting jobs. So, oh my god! Um, <laughs> so- the thing that like blew my mind right off the bat with episode 28 yeah. is that it's not just that Dan wants to get a job. It's that then we hear Barza say, like... <laughs> yes. uh, I have a very specific amount of money that I'm using to buy you food.
0: <laughs> yes, the the logistics, the economics like he like goes to a pawn shop where he like trades in ancient artifacts for money to feed these people i like can't believe they
1: thought of that i can't believe they put it in the show i was like this kind of logistics explanation i am
0: my mind is blown i was i'm was so pleased i was delighted i was like finally after all this time i know how it works
1: but they all want jobs because working is so great and everyone should just work all the time well but it was the 90s
0: i don't think it was that dan specifically wants a computer so ultimately he does want to waste time aimlessly on like video games i think
1: It's true. And Barza is trying to teach him a lesson, but the rest of them, he's like, I mean, I guess if you want money too, I can't stop
0: you. (laughs) Well, the only one who, like, opts out is Geki. He's like, "Mm, I don't think so. And I'm like, that's a good idea.
1: Geki is so focused on the mission. Yeah. And on reading his little books, there's this shot of Geki (laughs) and Goshi both, like, reading little books, and it's like, look at them. Men in their books.
0: Yeah, and then he's, like, still reading when, like, Goshi's like, I actually am gonna go get a job. And Geki's like, whatever, I'm gonna read my little book. It's great.
1: Yes, May gets a a job in fast food
0: definitely mcdonald's
1: yeah it's yeah. cute she's wearing a little outfit mm-hmm. i don't remember what boy is doing i remember goshi is a traffic guard which i was like cop adjacent unfortunately at tracks
0: i think boy was a delivery guy like he delivered mm. packages
1: he's so fast
0: it was good like they found jobs that they were ultimately meant to find i think yes
1: Uh, The one who's struggling the most is definitely Dan at the ramen shop.
0: Yeah, but like he's learning from it. That's the whole point. But I think it's kind of weird because this episode in one way is about capitalism and like how you need to engage with it to get things. And then also it's about like pollution because ultimately mining pollution is what destroys this small ramen shop.
1: Yeah, it's very like, oh no, developers are going to pollute everything. But if you just work hard enough, you can overcome it. And it's like, I don't know about that.
0: I don't know. They're, they're buying carbon offsets, I guess. This
1: episode is a pair with the Power Rangers episode we'd already watched. Yeah. That was the Halloween party. And like, I... Can't say that this episode's explanation about what this special clay is makes any more sense.
0: No, it's still just special clay. I mean, it has a different name, but it's like insert special clay, basically.
1: That's just down there for some reason under yeah. this ramen shop. And like mining all clays, releases gas that attracts cockroaches. Yeah,
0: a, a well documented biological phenomenon. <laughs>
1: These cockroaches are super gross.
0: They are. I was so grossed out by them in all the ramen. I was also very grossed out when, like, Bookback and Topat show up and they're eating ramen and, like, one is in their ramen and they just eat it anyway without even thinking. And, of course, they do it because they're monsters and they're inhuman and they're not good, whatever. But, like, it was really gross to see them in, like, their civilian appearance do that.
1: Absolutely. So gross. Yeah. It's, I I, I guess, like, cockroaches are a pretty easy thing to, like, make a toy version of that mm-hmm. looks very realistic. Oh, yeah. So, like... Just putting these cockroaches all around, it just like looked like a bunch of cockroaches, and like everything in my body was like, oh, it's on the food, it's on the food. Yeah. And yeah, them eating. I do love seeing Tote Pack and Bookback in human form. I remember they were delivery men in an earlier episode, and that was also very fun.
0: Yeah, it's always fun to see them like that. And it's definitely the actors, it has to be. I
1: think I solved my mystery in my brain. It's the same actors who do the suits, but I think those are different than the actors who do the voices. I think oh. that was the disconnect. Because I think their voices are dubbed over.
0: Oh. But I think,
1: I, I do think it is the same suit Doctors, especially tote pat you can really tell because that costume is mostly just makeup
0: yeah no but, but that physicality is so right also i love seeing a frankenstein or dora franca uh eating the ramen noodles with his hands it's
1: so funny he just like picks up this big mess of noodles and shoves it in his mouth it's yeah. like a great acting choice by that monster man <laughs> it's very very funny yes yeah, good stuff and of course, though, Dan catches on very quickly because it's not exactly a subtle thing. And I think that anyone in Tokyo, anytime anything weird happens, should be like, that's probably that witch, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's funny because like, so the thread for this episode was kind of weird for me because like, I knew it was like the clay episode because I, like we knew it was coming. And we had already seen the Mighty Morphin counterpart. But for a large part of this episode, it did feel almost like specific to targeting this ramen shop.
1: It did, in a way that's very weird and dispensed with very weirdly at the end. <laughs> I don't I think part of it was just like they wanted to have a kid at the episode. We yeah. didn't have a lot of kids of the episodes in the next few. Shinsuke is like a very classic one to me. It's very like I'm plucky, I help my dad, I'm part of the story. Yeah. But like it does make it feel like they're targeting the Ramachop. We don't know about any of the other businesses or residences that are affected by this gas and or fall into the earth at the end
0: yeah it, but i mean at the same time it like definitely fits Pandora's pattern of like this very weird perspective of like i will single out this one very small thing step one step two i don't know what that is step three world domination <laughs> like,
1: yeah and it works yeah step two is get the fancy clay <laughs>
0: yeah when shinsuke
1: uh, wakes up he hears at night he hears singing from the people mining the clay underneath his shop and it's so funny to me because like one of the things they're singing is we want to be executives really soon i was just like oh bandora runs a pyramids <laughs> you work hard enough you get to move up the ladder and get a new fancy title you're always under her it's
0: just nutrisystem or whatever
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's nixium it's <laughs> there's levels it's bad
0: Pretty great. This episode is like the funniest of the chunk that we're gonna watch. I think.
1: Yeah, it's good they do a funny one before we dive into like. Oh yeah. (laughs) But it is truly like kind of a blast. Even when Dorfrank is kind of like a silly monster, which makes it kind of funny that he becomes all these other forms. But like Mm -hmm. he puts him in a cage and then breaks the cage because he's so strong. That's very silly. And like Dan is always kind of fun and silly. He's like he's a good time. Character who I yeah. think gets involved in very like stupid plot lines, yeah. and this is no exception.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's interesting because like he's taking his job at the ramen shop very seriously, though. But then it's just like, oh, so yeah. goofy, like the whole thing around it.
1: And the dad is so silly. He's oh so God, emotional. He's so like, I need this to work because my wife's dead or whatever. <laughs> like, I get it, man.
0: It's so funny because you were like, yeah, this kid is like really plucky. He's a very standard kid. And on my note for this kid is like, he is great for his dad, but he will need therapy later.
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that not standard kid? We'll need (laughs) therapy later?
0: I mean, theoretically, no, but in practice, who can say? I do think they call him
1: by a different name randomly, like, one time in the episode, and maybe it's, like, a nickname for this name that I'm not familiar with because it's not even a Japanese name I think I'd heard before, but, like, I was like, did his name just change? And I was like, I've written it down wrong.
0: It's S-I-N-I-C-H-I, because I I wrote it down. Yeah. Which... Maybe, or maybe
1: that's just a nickname
0: maybe it is if anybody knows japanese let us know
1: it's always fun trying to get these kids names down when we're talking about <laughs> this so that we can talk about them because they usually like say them once or twice in an episode and usually it's like ah here we are six minutes before the end you finally said this child yeah <laughs> and so it's always a fun journey to like and then this time it's like i think they said his name three times and one of those times it was different i was like <laughs> oh no
0: yeah well i mean i guess it wasn't as bad as that one episode where i was like legitimately they're not gonna say the name of that girl because we were down to like the last minute but they finally did but anyway
1: (laughs) it makes it tricky to make notes because you're writing down like girl boy name (laughs) (laughs) yeah across we bear as people who make a podcast
0: yeah, sure. Like, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take this task. Mm-hmm. I do want to call attention to the miniature of Bandora escaping to the moon on the clay ball. So funny! It's
1: so dumb and bad in a way. I love this whole like they built like a whole set of homes to yeah. fake earthquake. They fall in. It's very and Mr. This Bandora Rogers. Miniature rises. It's very Mr. Rogers. <laughs> it looks super crafty. It there is nothing authentic about this look, but it is also like kind of great (laughs) it's like the thing that's really good about like the original Star Wars like not the special edition yeah. when you see like and you can kind of tell this is just models but like the care that went into the models while well, Star Wars I think is better is yeah. sort of like charming and interesting that's how I feel about this
0: yeah it's like the suspension of disbelief that like you're willing to do you're just like this is good you tried I love it but it's yeah. so funny
1: it's really good most of the fight by the way they are not morph I remember when we watched the episode the the Power Rangers episode Billy like randomly walks off and it's like this very Strange series of shots where he suddenly morphed and suddenly in a fight, and it's like, what is this? Oh, fight? yeah. Like, it clears because Dan fights a long time unmorphed, and then even when he does morph, the kid is nearby. So, like, you, you yeah. can really see, like, the editors had a lift to try to pull a fight out of this weird cave scene.
0: Right, it was tough. And then he even like exits morphed to like even if he like went to the city or whatever, like he's he's immediately with the rest of the team, so it's kind of difficult.
1: When he does morph, Shinsuke seems surprised that he's a Joe Ranger.
0: And that happens again later in a different episode.
1: It sure does. And it's important to me that all the children in this town know who they are because otherwise like they are hanging out with a lot of kids. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like I thought leading up to this, like we were working under the assumption, I assume, that like they just know that there's your ranger or whatever. They're like, no.
1: I definitely thought that they had no secret identity of any kind, but then a couple of times people seem very surprised when they transform and it's like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and it's like so weird because why do they have so much power in the community otherwise? Because, like, they're constantly counseling people and being like, no, you need to do this. No, you like, like right. adults, not just kids. I mean, it's worse that it's kids, but, like, whatever. It's weird.
1: <laughs> it's particularly weird in the episode two episodes for now because, like, in this episode, Dan is at least not around this kid in his... Gear, his garb, mm-hmm. his unmorphed Jew Ranger look. Yeah, in two episodes, when the little girl is surprised when they morph, there it's like, what did you think they were wearing, my guy? Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> what did you think they were doing when they were like, you're gonna get kidnapped, so let's guard you? Like, what? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, strangers. Oh my
0: god. It's just like a painting a darker picture of this world than I would like.
1: It's very weird. I really was stopping to think about it for a long time. I was like, and in this episode I was like, did they not want their employers to know
0: about this? Oh my is god. This is like <laughs> They lied to their employer about like what they do in their off time. I mean, don't we all, but still <laughs>
1: It's a very cute episode that ends with we can't kill this monster and also This kid's house has now fallen into a crevasse and Bandora got everything she wanted and then a preview for the next episode that's like Beast Night God... (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I have two issues with this episode, I will say. Part of it is because it's the first part of a four-parter, so they couldn't really do it. But, like, the whole time Barz is like, there's going to be consequences for you guys having a job, and then there aren't. And I don't like
1: it. Yeah, sure aren't. (laughs) Don't like that at
0: all. Don't like it. Unless
1: (laughs) you believe that they're, like, proximity plot magnets, and the Okita Clay never would have been underneath this ramen shop if Dan didn't get a job there.
0: Right, but I don't I don't think that's That's it. not
1: textual. That would have yeah. to be
0: subtextual. I don't think I don't think that's it.
1: I also don't think that's <laughs> it.
0: And even if that was the case, I like those aren't the consequences no, I, I, was it. I was looking for. I was looking for like oh, I have to get this ramen to this customer. Oh, I have to go fight Bandora. Like I was looking for that. Uh, but then like so the, the episode ends with Geki like calling out for Barai very desperately and like Baraih's like, Oh, I can't go because I don't have that much time or whatever. I really wanted there that to be the plot to twist are like Barai also got a job and he somehow can't <laughs> Barai got a job outside the laps for... list <laughs> room? Maybe Clotho's like, it's okay if you get a job. Like if you contribute to the economy, it's fine. But this out If you wanna
1: clotho in on the capitalist scheme.
0: Yeah. I wanted that kind of stinger at the end, but whatever. That's it. It is (laughs) such
1: a false cliffhanger because it's like, where's Barai? And then the next episode, it's like, Barai being like, oh, I want to come help. It's (laughs) very silly. Yeah. Should we transition into our next episode? Yes. This is Beast Knight God King Brachion. We're having a good time. So like I said, it very quickly dispenses with the where's Barai thing. But then Daizhushin un- assembles and like carries Geki away in the Tyrannosaurus which is very funny and I like it yeah but like the visual they use of him unassembling is nothing i would ever seen before and it's kind of cool looking
0: yeah it just kind of like disperses it's neat
1: yeah they like turn into little outlines it's mm-hmm. it's like a very hard thing to describe but like watch the first three minutes of <laughs> yeah, this just episode watch it. And you'll see it
0: also, in the first three minutes of, of this episode, Franca Dora Franca like lifts up Daisujiin in like what I can only describe as like a WWE throw and like just mm-hmm. tosses mm-hmm. him. So that's worth watching. That's what I'm saying. The
1: Dora Franca Daisujiin fight I think is one of the better Daisujiin fights we've gotten to see in, in yeah. all the iterations. when we see them fight just because yes. they're both like more mobile than I think in many cases, mm-hmm. and, and it it looks really good.
0: Yeah, they like really choreographed it. It's nice.
1: It is very confusing though when. When is first leaving the thing, I was like, oh, that's a city park. <laughs> and then Geki shows yeah. up and was like, where are we? And I'm like, you're not in a city park?
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like they should have like put some fog in there or something to kind of...
1: When Geki's there, they are talking weird. Like there's an echo.
0: Yeah, but it's not that But There's noticeable. like not even a
1: filter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really just looks like a park. It like,
0: just Yeah, it's very serene.
1: It's that kind of greenery.
0: Well, they, it's because they filmed it in a park.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's that. But they really didn't hide it very well.
0: No, they didn't even try. But whatever, I guess they had all those Zord fights they had to do. Plus this Brachion fellow.
1: Yeah, King Brachion.
0: <laughs> right, I'm, my mistake, I'm sorry. So my favorite thing about this episode, truly, is like we finally get that moment where Geki gets to ask the question that we know that he's like desperate to ask, and he's like tearfully asking Burai, like why won't you come live with us? Like, what is the deal? And there is like this inner monologue situation that happens with Burai where he's like, I can't tell him. But the external reaction is just like a smirk. (laughs)
1: yeah it's like oh, LOL. Well. it's like what? what
0: and then he's like come on Gekki
1: it's it's true it's a little silly it's it's i mean if if it hadn't been like the very next episode where everyone kind of got onto the same page yeah. i probably would have been like are you kidding me but it was it was a little like really you,
0: you just you're just not gonna tell him even now We've been waiting for this? <laughs> it's true. Like, we have been really, like, ramping up to it, and we don't even get it. It's just, like, this little smirk that's all, I, like, people don't normally smirk, okay? It's an overused term, but that's what this is. <laughs>
1: it's weird it's It's, a weird moment it's
0: bizarre Um, just so I don't forget to say it because
1: it didn't fit in the synopsis FYI they do close the loop on Shinsuke and his dad they're gonna like start over on their ramen cart Mm -hmm. it's like a weird one like 30 seconds touch in on that move on we never see them again (laughs)
0: I feel like that was just like a scene that they shot for the last episode, but then they were like, well, we don't really have space for it. We'll just tack it on.
1: It's not clear where they're going to live. Yeah. Or any of the other people whose homes were lost.
0: No, but they're going to have a ramen cart.
1: I guess that's all you need is a ramen cart.
0: Honestly, I feel like I would be happier. That's what
1: happens at the end of the second season of Digimon is that Davis gets a ramen cart.
0: That's true. I totally forgot about that.
1: It's important to me.
0: That is true. Him and Veeamon, they have a, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> you, you've yeah. unlocked memories for me, John.
1: I've been in a Digimon moment lately. It's so funny,
0: <laughs> it's so funny because like Digimon comes back in this, there's a Digimon reference basically in my notes later on. We're going
1: to be talking Digimon. We'll get there. They go, they like get set on their mission though. For some reason, they're Easter Island heads. Yes! I don't know
0: why. What? Is that like what we're positing? Is that this is the origin of the Easter Island head? That was the Guardian Beast.
1: Cool. But we very quickly get to Beast Knight God King Brachion. So like my favorite thing about Beast Knight God King Brachion is that from the amount of times they say it, I think Beast Knight God is only like one or two syllables in Japanese. And they always say it the same way. And I'm like, is that just something they have a word for? Because that's crazy and great. Like I wish my language had just a single word that meant, you know, like a Beast Knight
0: God. Mm I, well isn't that how kanji works
1: probably like because
0: you just kind of put things inside of things i don't know anything about kanji and all i've learned is like very 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 minimal but my understanding is like all these symbols like kind of just lay on top of each other and so i bet they can kind of do the same thing with words it's very contextual
1: That's cool. i just think all languages should have a one to two syllable phrase that is beast knight god because you're gonna need it
0: when john when you're
1: doing this episode
0: <laughs> okay Right. It would be easier. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering.
1: But this moment, it was good in Power Rangers and it's good here where they switch. Here's the sword. Here's the shield.
0: It's ah, better. It's ah. better here because like there's all the gravitas of it. It's so good. It's nice.
1: And it's not like we're rivals who are coming together, but only for this one episode. It's like yeah. we're brothers who really care about each other and we already sold an emotional moment between us even though there was a smirk at the end of it and like feel this and i think we feel the stakes of dora franca a little heavier
0: yes my favorite transition is like goshi screaming into the you know into the void keki where are you and then it cuts to keki and barai just rolling down a hill because they're they're dealing with beast night god king Brachion. yeah it's good
1: it's good it's the, the gravitas is real we the goshi and the rest of the team fighting these monsters. You like really feel the like at one point. Ghosh is like, "Oh my god, we're gonna die!" And it's mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, they're gonna die." You don't really think that, but uh, it's it's really great. I really like it when he says Ranger Gun is an effective because <laughs> the yeah. tool is just called the Ranger Gun. Yeah. And <laughs> what are you gonna do? But it sounds like a Pokemon attack. And also at one point when he's fighting, he like is, I think, supposed to get hit and lose the sword. It's just the fight choreo is not very good. So it just kind of looks like Goshi just throws the sword behind him. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate that. I like it when people throw things.
0: Yeah. All in all, this episode has, like, really good choreo, really good fight scenes. But, like, I think that makes, like, the tiny things like that all the more glaring. Because it's like, oh. (laughs) Yes.
1: And there's a lot of fighting with suit action and the golems, which I think lets them be pretty creative about the choreo of it all. And, like, it's pretty fun. It's pretty nice to see them. The like, they're doing this pillar thing and they're right there and they can't even get close enough to stop them. Like, that's really sold very well. And then definitely Geki and Burai works really well. And when they get the thunderslingers and that they say you Ranger on them, that's not weird in this context
0: right no it, it's supposed to be there wow
1: it's great i like them but they fight dora franca again and like also it occurred to me watching this
0: okay. that
1: like the frankenstein monster from power rangers is dispensed in that first episode he's not in the second episode that they adapt with this stuff that's it's true. just the putties right and there's that weird shot where it looks like they do the like i can't remember what they call it in, in power rangers at this moment but they do the mega dragon zords like final attack yeah with the, with the spinny spear and then he does the weird like oh i have weird lines all over me like i'm gonna fall apart but in this one it, that happens when they shoot him with the ranger slinger
0: that's true
1: and that makes more sense even though i still think it looks pretty bad and also when they do hit him with the dragon spine in, in sentai oh boy <laughs> yeah it's like they're they're like yeah well we have this human monster let's just impale him and you're like
0: what okay these episodes as a chunk are so gross because we start with the roaches but then we very quickly devolve into body horror like very quickly
1: yeah impaling someone with a spike who then turns into a really gross zombie and like god zombie franca looks gross and satan franca looks even grosser we'll get there but like it it's it is a pretty gross set of episodes it's
0: pretty frightening like as a child like even as an adult i like was like whoa but as a kid for sure i would have just like overthought about that that would have become like my intrusive thought for like the rest of like the year if i saw that
1: it's pretty intense mm-hmm. he like pulls it off it's
0: gross it's <laughs> It really reminds me of... Did you watch that 90s cartoon, Mutant League? I
1: didn't. I've never heard of this. Okay.
0: I don't know. Maybe it was just, like, my burden to bear as a child in 1994, but... (laughs) It's basically this, the whole premise of the show is that there's this high school football team, and then, like, something happens. They get covered in this green goo, and then, like, they become zombies, but they're, like, still alive, but they look horrendous. And, like, I'm looking at art of it now, and they don't look that bad. But when I was three...
1: They look pretty bad. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's pretty bad. But yeah. And then they have to like, I remember like there was this episode where they like were thinking about their previous lives and they're like, yeah, we can't do that now because we're Newton League, whatever. Anyway, it was very much like that. If anybody out there is familiar with that show, that's what this looks like.
1: (laughs) But live action.
0: Oh, God. It's so scary.
1: Two kind of silly observations in this episode. First of all, there's a great line where Bandora, or maybe it's Piper says something like the discovery that Okita Clay should earn me a Nobel Prize, which is really funny (laughs) because that is, of course, a prize they give for peacekeeping (laughs) efforts. But
0: also (laughs) science, right? I mean, they've
1: really messed it up sometimes, but yeah, Yeah. it's true. But Mm -hmm. like... It just really made me laugh. And then um, also, I. it really occurred to me this time, and GoRusion's been with us for several episodes, but he does look like he's wearing cool sunglasses.
0: <laughs> like some pit vipers.
1: Yeah, it's it's really silly,
0: and I like it. <laughs> You're so right. Like, I didn't think about that, but then you said
1: it. And I was watching it this time, I was like, I can't believe we haven't talked before about <laughs> that decision that they made in this design, because it works.
0: I don't think it was as emphasized because I can picture the exact shot in this chunk of episodes that they like show his side profile very close up yeah yeah i think that's what it was that may have
1: been what occurred to me but yeah pretty good episode gross episode love seeing barai and geki i love barai out and about oh my god barai out and about
0: yeah dude, and and it works really well
1: yeah and i think we should go into our break with the same energy that this episode went into coming up next week which is and then satan's there and bandora sacrifices children yeah see you in a minute <laughs> <laughs>
0: gonna talk about the creepy pillar right off the bat
1: yes (laughs) great place to start
0: (laughs) what the hell is it what is it supposed to be
1: got like a weird doll face it looks like jafar's staff Mm -hmm. from aladdin if it was all white and had a weird doll face yeah and was giant it was a pillar in the ground
0: what's her name that one monster uh Lady No?
1: Madam Wo. Oh, Madam
0: Wo <laughs> lol.
1: I feel like we maybe haven't seen Madam Woe's Japanese counterpart. I'm probably forgetting something obvious, but I don't think we've seen it.
0: No, I don't think so. I, well,
1: wait, no, that's not true. I'm going to Google. Give me a second. I did just discover that Madam Wo was voiced by Alex Borstein, which is insane. That's not ringing any bells for me. What am I missing? She's the voice of Lois in Family Guy. And oh my God. An actress in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Like, what? Well, I guess you got to start somewhere. She apparently did a lot of Power Rangers voices. Well, this is what we're talking about. Okay. For the next
0: episode. <laughs> I thought Madam Woe was the one, because remember Billy's girlfriend.
1: We've definitely seen Madam Woe in Power Rangers. I can't remember if we've seen the
0: Sentai oh Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Version of it was my point. We will next week come back, ah! <laughs> <laughs> or we will next episode.
0: Ah, uh, okay,
1: okay. That was a useful tangent for discovering that Alex Borstein was that voice. Anyway, yes. this pillar looks creepy. Yes, the setup of this episode is super unsettling. Pandora doing the spell, like her minions are genuinely quite concerned that she's gonna die. It's like she scary. Goes her blind. eyes bleed. Yes, it's intense. And then she starts sucking kids into the mirrors and it's the dumbest, worst-looking thing they've ever no. done.
0: But, like, so I feel like they have to, like, temper the, like, the gruesomeness of this episode. Because it well, is really weird. They keep weird. talking
1: about sacrifice over and over and then eventually they're just, like, trapped in the tower. They're not dead. Maybe they would have died eventually. But, right. like, they're, it, it is, like, her sucking the kids and they keep talking about sacrifice. Like, at one point I wrote down, I was like, are these kids dead?
0: Like, it's yeah. So I was like, this sounds like a QAnon plot. My God. It's not good. She Ranger
1: does seven is something I wrote in my notes. That's just an idea for me, I guess. That's an idea for everybody. It's it's really one of the creepier setups the show has ever done, if not the creepiest setup the show has ever done.
0: Like the actual plot of it, like the actual plan that... Pandora has but I think like the way that she kidnaps the kids and then ultimately how they end up in the pillar it was like them going to the drawing board and being like but remember this is for children
1: right it it's a lot and also I think calling it the hardest black magic spell which is just a translation thing I'm sure it sounds cooler in Japanese but like that helped cut it for me because they do say (laughs) the hardest black magic spell a lot and I'm like "Eh,
0: (laughs) the most difficult they could have just said that I don't know
1: yeah I want to flag something now because I don't have an explanation for it. I'm ready. I'm wondering if it's important. When Barza is explaining Great Satan and the spell, he says that mm-hmm. Great Satan was at one point defeated by Kai. And that is not a name or it's like K-A-I proper noun. Yeah. I have no idea what that is. I've never heard that before.
0: I feel like that is the name f- that's like a name for God or like uh. for light in japanese mm.
1: i i it's probably i think you're probably right that that might be what the name means but the fact that i didn't translate it makes me think that it is a proper noun that he said like we're supposed to know yeah. but i don't know I'm, I'm putting a pin in it mm-hmm. maybe one day we'll find out maybe we won't who knows yeah. but <laughs> the pin is in there
0: i just kind of gather that they have like a pantheon of gods like they have god mm-hmm. which is daizujin and then they have like others which is like others. Clotho, kai
1: yeah that makes sense etc <laughs> He just said it very casually, like, I should know what that means. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And maybe it is just a translation perspective thing. Yeah. The rest of this episode is just more creepy stuff. And it's this girl agreeing to let total strangers walk her through a park.
0: Well, it is getting to see Lammy actually be a spy. Mm -hmm, That's
1: fun. I like seeing Lammy trolling the streets. It's
0: it's nice. I
1: love Lammy. Lammy's great. And this fight, like, is good. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on. There's actually a really long portion of it where they're not morphed that is pretty well quarry and has lammy and griffithsaur in it that works really well it does feel padded for time to me like this fight was probably longer than it needed to be but yeah. like it is a good fight
0: i agree it is pretty fight heavy
1: and it's fight heavy in a way that like from the trailer from last week slash from the way you know stories work like i know that it's gonna happen so it's like i'm just waiting for it and it's like well they're still fighting and it looks good but like come on where's satan the episode's called satan comes
0: I guess that, like, weird green screen hyper, like, holographic face costs money.
1: Yeah, I don't want to use it too much. Yeah. Uh, We got to talk about what Satan looks like, which is (laughs) a weird green screen (laughs) hyper holographic face.
0: (laughs) That is how you would describe it. I don't know how else to describe it. He has, like, this weird headpiece. He is just a head.
1: It's unclear if the headpiece is supposed to be a hat or spiky hair could be either maybe a little bit of both yeah it's not a bad look no it's just like satan yes giant creepy spiky hair head in the sky it's like wait <laughs> how do we go on that walk
0: as far as like depictions of satan go it's pretty mm-hmm. good right yes no complaints
1: and this moment is like when he is summoned it mm-hmm. is like pretty cool there's like a fireball comes from the sky here's this giant head and i don't actually think the head in the sky looks bad it's just a little silly but doesn't look bad Mm -hmm. but then they show all the kids in the tower and that looks that looks terrible
0: (laughs) this pillar was so creepy and then they show the kids in it and it's like oh this is goofy as hell they're supposed to be fused in clearly
1: what they did is they made this little backdrop with like you know, like a, a, a photo op you see at a park or a fair where the head's cut off <laughs> and their <laughs> arms are cut off, but the head doesn't fit. They didn't size them to the kids. So there's like a lot of negative space <laughs> yeah. around every kid's face. And it's like You're not trapped. And really inconsistent white makeup.
0: Yeah. I feel like if they didn't include the arms, it would have worked better because it would have just been their faces. Often things don't feel like a
1: rush job on the show to me. Sometimes it's like they show their budget, but this just felt rushed, which was strange.
0: Yeah. And it was a shame too, because again, the pillar was so creepy.
1: Yeah. And what was happening is very creepy. Even the concept of these kids being fused into this pillar so they could power create Satan. Creepy. But it didn't look creepy. (laughs) It looked goofy. They do sell us pretty hard on Satan being a big bad deal, though. Between, like, they can't get close enough to him, Mm -hmm. and he's, like, powering up Zombie Franca and, like, not even really dealing with them. They can't close enough. And then they, like, the god horn, the big thing, they've been finishing off all these monsters with. They throw it, and he's just like, yeah, bye, and, like, zaps it right out of the sky. Like, it's a good, relatively underplayed as far as Super (laughs) Sentai goes. Everything is obviously very heightened (laughs) at Sentai, but, like, for Sentai, pretty subtle way of triggering to us like this guy is really really bad and really really strong
0: yeah like it definitely feels earned and like well treated at the same time
1: but speaking of gross satan franca bursting from zombie franca's head is a lot to deal with
0: it is so and it's like wet it's moist it's alien
1: sound design is doing a lot of work in a good way it's very alien
0: it's literally alien the movie like with snake granny weaver like that's how it feels it's gross. Yeah. It's so yeah, gross.
1: it's a lot. Ooh, this is a very unsettling episode in a lot of ways, and also has. There's just a lot of creepy
0: things.
1: Yeah, it's like the plot is so simple. They like they they're gonna kidnap kids and then they kidnap kids and then they summon this thing but like mm-hmm. it is very very well oh I,
0: <laughs> I think like the way that they do it like the way that we get the amount like she needs 13 kids and then we find out about this when she has 11 kids and it's like there's a chance we could we could head this off we can get the 12th kid mm-hmm. and they are just out of time like they just miss him and then yeah. it's like he's gone and so then they have the 13th and they're like oh my god we have to do this and you don't know what happened to the other kids like i was waiting for this moment because they're normally is yeah, like, you're like she, are they dead When she kidnaps kids, because she does it a lot, because it's always about the kids. When she does that, usually we cut to where she's like holding them at least or something. Much sooner than when we do see them all on the creepy pillar. Like I legitimately thought they were dead.
1: And even when she gets Yuka, it's this like really creepy hand reaching out of a pond.
0: Oh, which is different than the other times.
1: Yeah, but it's really scary. And I like it. It was good. (laughs) It's a really good moody cool episode that I like a lot while also not having a ton going on but it like it it sells what it's doing so well Mm -hmm. then we're on to this our grand finale of this four-part spectacular the Franca story maybe you could call it maybe if you (laughs) wanted to but this episode I think is not always as successful if I'm being honest
0: (laughs) this episode I gotta be honest most my notes are like what is this also I have like some theology stuff written down and I have a lot of questions. Where do you want to start? With the cabin? The weird cabin? Yeah. Like. <laughs> it,
1: I have a lot of questions. This is a great way to. Put it like yeah. this
0: episode has many
1: moments that are really good many moments that are very confusing and many moments that are just like I see what you're trying to do there and it's not quite working for me yeah it's nice to see Bri with a group it's nice to get the explanation this I, I actually really like this reveal that like actually these people were asleep for millions of years and one of them fucking died because like of course because yeah. like things happen good to you know and the whole he had a limited time because of those this like deal to keep him alive. And like I liked that reveal and I think that made Clotho a really interesting figure. Like that whole sequence really worked yeah, for me. That was good. And then just Bri being with the group, I like seeing Bri fight. And then as silly as this random camp in the woods was, the like general like they're gonna stop and help some kids if they can is good to me. Yeah. And then I think we move into like questionable territory.
0: Yeah. I mean I do like seeing Barai as, like, a true second-in-command to Geki. Like, I don't think he's had that thus far. Like, I don't think Goshi is really his second-in-command. Like, he obviously is his friend, but, like, whatever.
1: I think you're not giving Goshi enough credit, but okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think he's deferential too much. That's fair. That's fair. Whereas, like, Barai is an honest-to-goodness, like, I'm your second in command guy you know yeah but not no shade go no shade but then we do we go we find these kids right away like they're tasked with this impossible weird riddle of a task to go north go north to resurrect ultimate disusion, which is like the perfect form of god which okay you better believe it that <laughs>
1: very that yeah the part where it's like daijujin wanted barai to come back so he made a favor that part of it makes sense the part where yeah. the purpose of that favor is so that god could become perfect god is like what
0: yeah it's um it's basically admitting that daijujin as god is flawed and then he needs to be made whole there's a lot it's like i literally have written down you could make a religion out of this <laughs>
1: like it's not a pentatitty it's a septatitty <laughs>
0: oh my god but we we will circle back to that pentatitty because I we had some revelations anyway the point is so then they have this weird riddle and they have to go do it and there's like a time crunch because like daijujin and dragon caesar are melting kind of
1: and they're melting the whole episode and every time they cut to it it's really stupid
0: <laughs> I, they also say like every time they cut to it, daijujin is like i'm about to melt and it's like wait aren't you actually <laughs> like yeah. isn't that what's happening
1: i have in my notes this backstory is silly good way and then got a couple bullets down every time they show dilution melting a silly bad way <laughs> and that's how I feel about
0: it yeah yeah and it's like clearly like I, it's not shaving cream it's like soap suds like I don't know but anyway so they have this weird riddle they have a time crunch they have to do it do it do it whatever Yes. but then they run into some kids who are obviously victim of like this
1: of great uh, satan special gas yeah
0: of satan francis special gas which we saw a bunch of like adults also suffering from the effects of this it Fuck looks them. yeah like whatever it's like these camping kids though we have to stop immediately we have to find a doctor who is not affected and save them somehow which is really weird it does look like smallpox to me which is a lot the kids are also.
1: It's worth noting at the American Camp Village.
0: They sure are.
1: <laughs> Just gotta gotta flag it. Gotta do it with seemingly no adults, or mm. all the adults are already dead. Who knows?
0: You know, I'd believe it because like, <laughs> they think do they're say. All well, because they say like they're gonna suffer and die from this gas, so. Like, Barza says there's gonna be casualties. So, like, don't
1: think about it too much, except you will.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's, that's the whole trick about these episodes. It's like you do not want to think too much about them, but I do. Anyway, so then they're like, Geki's like, oh, we have to help these kids. And they're like, no, Geki, we have this time crunch thing and they're like no we're doing it anyway and they're like okay fine which is weird it's just weird like Geki you know you have to save the day like that's your whole thing
1: and it's like you know how you could also save these kids much like in previous episodes where kids were suffering because of a monster kill the monster
0: yeah it's bizarre and it's all just a service to their weird friendship crest moment later but
1: yeah the Digimon crest.
0: <laughs> I told you we were gonna come back to that but
1: yeah as soon as yeah. you said it I, I was like oh I know what she's talking
0: about. yeah <laughs> But yeah, for real, it's weird. It does feel
1: like it's just setting up the sequence for May to be caring for kids and for Dan to be like, I'm standing up in the face of danger, which by the way, like, I always forget because it is almost always played for laughs that Dan is supposed to be a rebellious bad boy. So like, (laughs) whenever it's not played for laughs, I'm like, oh, yeah, (laughs) because... It's so funny when it happens.
0: You can't defeat me. I have more guts than anybody else.
1: It's like, oh yeah, he's supposed to be like kind of a bad boy who like dates girls. Yeah. Gets dirty and you're like, oh yeah.
0: He wants a computer. Anyway, but... Then they fight in this cabin. They fight in it. Well, no, they don't. They all conveniently they fight exit outside the outside. <laughs> they all exit in a single file line out of the cabin to fight outside. Mm.
1: Fine fight. A lot of good Barai stuff. A lot of good Griffiths are a lot of good Lammy. Like, yeah, but yes.
0: But then they have to fight. There's like a lot of fighting. So they're like, Geki, go do the thing that we were all supposed to do. And you didn't want to do right now. But now we have to do it. Also, so... boy, go
1: find a doctor who's fine.
0: And Which he does boy finds it after. Yeah, it's great
1: Boy's great he's yeah. very fast
0: he's so fast so Geki goes off to do the rest of the mission by himself and literally he says to himself the riddle is overcome everything then you will find the way and I don't know if you kind of squint it sort of sounds like I can do all things through daijujin that strengthens me like you, you I know. think so it's the same it's theologically then, like, the same ultimately
1: what they have to do is like jump off a waterfall and like I really struggle with any Sentai or Power Ranger ever being afraid of jumping off somewhere high. It's like a, it's a, it's oh, a yeah, hard because, one for me. Because
0: like, they they constantly do it. They jump yeah, up. Just into...
1: it's like, yeah, just like all the time. So like, <laughs> <laughs> what's the concern here?
0: Well, it's a waterfall. He could drown. We don't know if he can swim.
1: But instead he lands just fine and everyone's magically with him.
0: Yeah, at the same time, because he does it. He solves the riddle. He can do things through Dijushin who strengthens them. but then they have their friendship crest (laughs) right
1: they all have to call out their duty is the way it's translated
0: yeah and
1: May figures that out somehow I don't know and like her duty is love which I think makes fine sense sure I think she's a very caring person the flowers works Mm
0: -hmm. boys
1: is hope which I also think works for me sure goshi says his is knowledge and i don't really see this one no i guess he is in the library a lot he loved reading his books that one time
0: i was just really shocked that he didn't say strength like they show this clip of the fight previously that is supposed to demonstrate like his duty and it's like he shot it he does like
1: outsmart them he's smart he shot some rocks behind them so that they would hurt them sure slide but, but yes. it's
0: like you could just as easily said, like, it's strength or it's marksmanship, I don't know, and shooting stuff. Whatever
1: Goshi's, Goshi's duty is shooting stuff, he's really good at it. He's
0: really good. Sometimes
1: at he it. uses his big cannon. I know it courage, which, which makes like, sense. I think tracks, yes. <laughs> and then Barai is basically like, and I'm the best one, <laughs> <laughs> it's power, but like, <laughs> and I'm better than you. It's like, no,
0: it's no his sh- like his should have been knowledge or something you know what i mean like that would have at least made sense like yeah. i'm the smartest or like
1: the japanese version of joe from digimon's crest is like faithfulness and i think that would have been good for barai <laughs> oh, too
0: yeah what is it in the american i don't remember uh
1: reliability
0: ah uh, well basically <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> yeah and then geki just says justice and it's really like wait keki what are you talking about like
0: he also says and i'm the thing that unites them all justice, justice. what
1: <laughs> what are you saying oh but it worked okay i guess you were right but i remember that riddles episode where it's like what's more powerful than evil or whatever and he's like oh, <laughs>
0: justice oh my god yeah and then it like brings the whole thing to a standstill because then they have the debate. Yeah,
1: it's his favorite word, but it all works. Yeah, sure. They get teleported back into their totally fine Dajujan and Dragon Caesar, which combine into this like intermediate form. Mm -hmm. And then from there, they summon Beast Knight God King Brachion. And when he's coming out, there's this shot of Great Satan giving what can only be described as homosexual side eye to Beast Knight God King Brachion. And I love it.
0: It's true. That is what it looks like. But I don't want to, I don't want to gloss over this because we've been struggling with like the whole, the pen titty thing and everything. Like we've been struggling. Okay. But Mm -hmm. I think we have an answer. So ding, 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 ding. We have an answer. (laughs) (laughs) It is indeed a Trinity because it is, it is Dijujan. It is Dragon Caesar. And then our boy, Beast Knight God King Brechion. Wow. And that creates That's
1: ultimate disusion. It's just one of the trinity is also a five and one, but don't think about it too much.
0: Yeah, well.
1: Sometimes part of your trinity is a pentity.
0: Right. Just like the Holy Spirit. I don't know. Anyway, it works, guys. Yeah, we
1: figured the Holy it out. It's just like kind of in all of us. It's true. It is yeah. very trinity. I will say that ultimate disusion, they get on it, they're shooting all this stuff. It's so powerful. Yeah. It is just a toy. It's a model. It It doesn't move. It's
0: it doesn't look good. I don't think. I I mean, it looks like a very expensive toy. Like it's very expensive. Yeah,
1: like obviously you want your mom to buy that for you, and then like when you get it, it does look just like it does in the show. But like, like,
0: oh my god!
1: I much prefer Daijushin being able to move around than I do this super strong ultimate Daijushin, which
0: like. I don't even
1: think the arms can move. It, no. It, like, truly just doesn't move.
0: It doesn't move at all. But the thing is, it must have been so expensive because it was not 3D printed, obviously. It was molded. Someone had to mold that. My God.
1: I mean, maybe it was just, like, the first toy they made, though. I, it, it, it looks really good. I don't want to sell it short. Like, it for a model, very it good. looks good.
0: Like, definitely. And, like, when the
1: stuff shoots out, it looks good.
0: Yeah. It was, like, definitely, like, $50 in 1995. So very expensive. I just
1: prefer it when they move. I prefer it when they move.
0: I agree. Like, I don't like this whole, like, go-kart situation. I don't like that very much.
1: Unfortunately, there are 19 more episodes this season. And I think we're stuck with it, but probably not in every episode. And, uh...
0: <laughs> God, I hope they don't have to use the ultimate form of God in every episode. Like, what is happening?
1: I'm sure it'll be more than we think it's gonna be. But it, it, I. I... I... I, I daijushin is such a good design yeah and like i know it's iconic for our childhood it's the first megazord but i think even with subsequent megazords like daijushin has such a striking design and it's it's sad to see it changed into a little figure
0: i agree it just it also just kind of like cheapens like how is this going to work with the other monsters because the other monsters are always going to be men in suits you know so are they are they gonna get like cheap minis for them well like the way that they had bandora on the clay ball like
1: that Mm -hmm. was fun
0: but i don't want to keep seeing that
1: and we've seen from the other things that have just been models like the other guardian beasts that besides the Tyrannosaurus and some of that that like often when they use shots they use like the same shots yeah and so i hope it's like we're not headed into that realm for what's supposed to be like the very best thing because like It feels like a downgrade in some ways. But I think from a child perspective, you are like, oh, it's
0: all the things and it's shooting all of its cannons. It's true. But like, what does this mean for Beast Knight God King Brachian? Like, what is he? Who is he? An ally. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not worse than like when Zordon was like, actually, that's just my friend, you know, in the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger version of this. Actually, that's just my pal, but well, I can't remember the name of his, whatever he is. But he basically is like, that's actually a friend, I'm sorry. And this, we get no explanation aside from, like, he's just really, pa- like, what is his relationship? Like, I just want to know, but... Well, let's break down the etymology. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so we know
1: he's a god, he's another god. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. King Brachion, I don't think that needs very strong god but like sure. the beast knight part i get the sense that like but i guess they're the guardian beast nope i buy back everything i said i have no idea i have no idea he lives in a swamp
0: with the easter island heads yeah
1: mm. yeah was there another tribe that he was their guardian Ooh. beast don't know We maybe I we'll never it- know
0: I wish I could.
1: I love the way he looks. He is just a toy, but like, he looks oh, good.
0: There is one shot where he's like biting down or like he's going to bite down on Geki and Burai and it's just very clearly the inside of a plastic toy mouth.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, I don't hate it.
0: <laughs> no, but it's like, it's so clean and in focus. I'm like, wow, that's plastic. I can see a screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> like I can yeah. see a screw rather, but I don't know, man. It, it's cool though. It's still cool. It's a lot
1: of like epic scale. Doesn't quite land the plane on this four parter, but right. like p- pure rule of cool. I think this last episode works really well. Mm-hmm. Ultimate kind of cool. And like yeah. them all doubling down on their Digimon crests is also kind of fun. And like it's, 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 it, it has a good vibe. It just mm-hmm. isn't quite. It doesn't quite click in the way that, like, it felt like episode 30 was like, we're going for scary, and it got to scary, yeah. and this episode doesn't quite have that same strength.
0: No, it's hard to pull back from that, though. It's hard to be like, this is terrifying, and now everything's fine next episode. But...
1: What's Bandora gonna do now?
0: Who knows? She did try the hardest black magic spell, so it could possibly be left for her. I don't um, think this is
1: the last time we're gonna see Satan.
0: I don't think so either. But to that end, it kind of feels like in a way. Since we're just coming off of Shattered Grid, if you didn't watch those episodes where we talked about the comics, go back and do that, because those are really cool. But this is, like, their version of that. And I don't mean that to say, like, it's a crossover episode. I don't mean that. But, like, it's their version of this, like, epic scale where, like, people are actually at stake and, like, things die or could die, even though we don't really ever see that happen. But, like, this is the, the Zero Ranger version of that kind of a story. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, it's a more common Sentai thing than it is in Power Rangers. For Power yeah. Rangers, we often have, like, the first episode and then a series of episodic episodes. Sometimes there'll be, like, two-parters or things that are, like, a, a high concept or they get a news order or whatever. But, like, it's not, like, huge stakes and then a finale. But because this is structured a lot more similar than to, like, a long-form anime season, like, you do have these, like, periodic and Sentai, like, climaxes of sort. I think that... The first Green Ranger episodes were sort of one of those. And then now I think this is a second one of those. Mm -hmm. And like, it's kind of a nice pace to to get these like very climactic, like Bandora's built to something and we really got to take it down. Hear Satan, like that feels good, and it's something yeah. that you get around this point in the season in a lot of sentai.
0: Well, in many ways, it's like what Bandora has been building up to because she does mention Satan a lot. You know, she does. She gets her she powers does. from Satan.
1: We'll have to see how if she's if she's right away. Like I gotta find a way to get Satan back. Mm-hmm. Is she still blind? I don't think so. I think that got over. No, when she in Satan.
0: Like that was just like a passing malady,
1: momentary blindness. She yeah. got some blood in her eye.
0: Blood in her eye. <laughs> the old blood in your eye thing. I know. How that works i don't
1: bandora is super scary in these episodes She's she is <laughs> just like every time when it's time to turn it up bandora is freaky
0: yeah i also felt really bad for her when like things started to turn against her like when she because she, she was worked so really sure. hard she was like even saying like just a little bit more and then it, it like all evaporated and went away i felt bad kind of <laughs> it's like
1: yeah, I'm. I still feel for Bandora. She's just so great, and Machi Soka mm-hmm. is like so good oh, at playing so her. good, so it's good. It's just very like, oh, I love this. I love this mm-hmm. lady.
0: Excellent. That Top said,
1: tier. Natalie, who was your favorite Sentai this episode?
0: Golly, I think it was Barai. Barai's a good
1: answer. It's I Burai. I think him. He he's got a good mix of like soft and hard that I really like in this episode. And I like when he's like, and I'm the strongest one. Burai is probably my favorite too, but in the interest of seeing i different. I'll say Dan. I like Dan trying to get a computer and his little job and like being like, I have more guts than you. Haha, ha, silly monsters. I liked all that. Dan, I had a fun time with this episode.
0: Yeah. Dan was starting out my favorite because I was like, oh, look at you being a little, a little like go-getter. I like that. But you know, that smirk. I hated it at first but now I think I like it
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. that's fair Geki yeah. didn't hit for me in a way I expected in this episode Geki usually does but I'll say it he didn't hit for me this one
0: he was a little whiny
1: it was a little much it was a, a little much bit a little bit we'll see if he improves next week next week we are back to more we're, we're like very close to returning to our fully original pattern because of some two-parter shenanigans uh, we're only gonna watch one episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers next week so it will be Zew Rangers episode 32 and 33 Uh, Mm -hmm. and and then mighty war from power rangers episode 27 and then we'll probably fill the time with something like fun and silly just a little thing maybe it'll be we talked about power rangers color taxonomies we talked about maybe we'll do another two truths and a scent lie we'll see something will happen in that space but episodes if you want to watch along with us g rangers 32 and 33 and mighty war from power rangers number 27
0: cool it's gonna be good i think so I feel like we're, like, reaching... We're, like, close to the end of Zero Ranger. Are we not? We're getting there. Yeah. We
1: are getting there. We're, we're like, really on the train, is the other yeah. thing that's true. So, like, we are... Our last Zero Ranger episode will be episode 29 so like Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're towards the end and like we are pretty much we're on the path
0: we're in the home stretch here
1: follow us on social media oh yeah instagram twitter tumblr
0: maybe tiktok
1: maybe tiktok one day you want to see it why don't you let us know at teachmecentai gmail.com or anything else you want to let us know at teachmecentai gmail.com rate the show review the show patreon.com and teach me sentai that's all the business right the most important question (laughs) the big business
0: if you were given a morpher today john what color ranger would you be pink
1: um i'm pink i am nice. wearing the same pink shirt i was wearing last time i was a pink ranger when i said i don't really have a lot of pink shirts but i'm pink today
0: it's destiny. guess what
1: wearing that shirt again on a recording day what about you
0: destiny so i started out the day in like a navy situation with some like weird like maroon and gold highlights and i was like am i a six Ooh. ranger this is what this feels like but then that I came feels home. very six
1: ranger yep
0: Right, but then I came home and I changed my clothes to get, like, more comfortable. And I picked out, without even thinking about it, a fully blue outfit. So I am a Blue Ranger. I think that just is what it is.
1: Yeah, you were just a Blue Ranger who was wearing a cool shirt during one episode earlier. Yeah. It's a Blue Ranger day. Exactly. Yep, 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 yep. What are you? Let us know. Uh, We always love to hear from you all in any way. And otherwise, we'll talk to you next episode for some more Zoo Ranger and Power Rangers and until then may the power protect you bye Teach Me Sentai is produced and hosted by Natalie Bridgman and John McDonough. Our incredible music is by Christopher Bridgman and our wonderful podcast art is by Yvonne 14. You can find their work on Twitter at E-A-V-O-N 14 or on Instagram at Yvonne.14.art. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash sentai, and new episodes come out every other Thursday wherever you get your podcasts.